This is CliffCentral.com. Please note that the views expressed and the advice provided in this show are for general advice and entertainment purposes only. Nothing stated should be treated as a substitute for your own independent legal advice based on your own specific facts and objectives. Therefore, the presenter and CliffCentral.com accept no liability of any nature whatsoever, either expressed or implied. Law. Like you've never heard it before. The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg on CliffCentral.com. I'm Gary Hertzberg and this is The Laws of Life on CliffCentral.com. Alongside me today, the very smiley Lionel Makokotlela. Welcome, Lions. Thank you very much, Gary, and morning to our podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I choked. <laughs> Yeah, lines you choked up. Lines, I didn't swallow. There are thousands of South African families that mm-hmm. have not been able to pay their monthly bond installments or pay their debts. Eish. And uh, many of these have lost their homes. Mm. Historically, lines, these cash strapped debtors have had their houses sold in execution for a fraction of their true value. And sure. the consequences are often disastrous because the properties are sold and then they still have to pay the shortfall. They sold by auction. For, for very little very often And then there's a shortfall A horrible scenario to be in Gary, um, what you are saying is really true Because uh, I mean, the economy of our country Currently is not performing at its uh, maximum And as a result, most people are actually losing work And companies are actually closing up And to that effect We are actually currently seeing quite a lot of people Actually being affected as a result of this And it's quite sad that today We are actually going to be talking about this topic Which is very central to families As well as people's security Because homes, that's where the heart belongs We are told Hmm. On today's show lines We're going to be discussing what you should do If you're in danger of losing your house Also, there are certain new amended rules of court and can it help you in telling the court sheriff to get away from my house? Got my iron sword now. Sons of a man go down. I can't even go around. Get away, get away, get away from my house. Get away, get away, get away from my house. Get away from my house. <laughs> Where did you get this one? <laughs> so, Liza, do you know that that is not the original My House? That's a clip of, uh, of, of a song that's a parody of My House. It's had 20 million views on YouTube, this particular one that I've just played. Um, it's by Nerd Out. Oh, no, it's beautiful, yeah, though. The Minecraft animation. It's a parody of the real song by Flowrider, My House. I think you know that one. Oh, yeah. Now, let me tell you about the Slowrider version. The real one has had about 231 million views, and it sounds like this. Wow. Yeah, that's the original <laughs> Welcome to My House. The one we played earlier was Get Away from My House. Oh, yeah. Please get away. Yeah. So, lines I've been looking up as to what's, what's been tickling me is these parodies of songs, like the first one yes. on the second one. It's a parody of the pre existing song. And I looked up to see whether it's possibly an infringement, copyright infringement. 
Hmm. What and, did you uh, find? Well, the little bit that I'd know and that I researched, yeah, the answers always, as, as we lawyers say, not so depends. It's not straightforward. <laughs> I think I think we all know that in in most countries, anyone wanting to use copyrighted material has got to go to the original f- uh, composer of the, of the of the music yes. and say, "Listen, I want to use your song." However, lines when it comes to a parody, it's highly unlikely that when you go to the originator of the song, he'll give you permission because what you're really doing is you're making you're taking his song and you're making it funny yes. and humorous, and uh, so they're not going to give you permission. So. According to the law in the U.S., there's a doctrine known as fair use. Oh. Yeah. And it provides that the humorous use of an existing song, and I'll give you some wording to give a farcical and ironic meaning, is a parody and it's fair use to use it. Okay. So although in the U.S. I think uh, the courts have found it cannot be fair use where the parody is made only to make a profit. Oh, yeah. But – if it's just if it's to make light of something like this particular song, um, the real song is "My House" and and we played "Get Away from My House," which is in line with the theme oh, yeah. of today's show. Yeah, no, quite. Uh, I don't know how good I am on the law. Fortunately, I have a disclaimer at the beginning of the show, <laughs> which you are me, a lawyer, gets a me fully out of fledged trouble. lawyer. Yeah, lads. Today's show is not about copyright, but it's about having your house repossessed by your bank. Or attached by a creditor, which is a tragedy. Now, we've got today an expert uh, in the subject. He's an attorney from Pretoria. His name is Michal or Michael, whichever, if you're English Afrikaans, Lombard is his surname. Mm -hmm. He's from MJ Lombard of Pretoria. He's going to discuss with us the plans open to you if you get into financial trouble and if you stand to lose your house and also what the law is and what the new amendments are and what we as public can do to stave off and save our houses. A very warm welcome to you, Michal Lombard. Good morning, Gary, and thank you for the opportunity. Excellent. Lines, you want to give the Twitter Twitter handle? Oh, yes. It has law, H-E-R-T-Z-L-A-W. That's where you can actually touch base with us. If you've got any topic that you would like us to talk about, you can drop us a line of you and just tell us a little bit about the subject matter just so that we can find a specialist within that specific uh, area of law who can really unpack it just so that every single person can actually understand it. But remember, we always go for the best. And like we have today, we've got one of the best lawyers in the country. Yeah, our Facebook page, The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg. Yes. Then uh, we, in collaboration today with Legal Talk South Africa, very yeah. proudly say, we're going to be taking some of the questions from them, and they have now lines, believe it or not, 182,500 plus members. Kudos. Uh, this is all because of you, Gary. And no, 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 no. No, it's because of you. Take it. Take <laughs> it. It's your, it's your show. Yeah. You are running it, and your leadership, and your contribution, and as a result, this is what South Africans actually need, because most of them cannot actually access lawyers, and as a result, because of your creativity, now people can actually listen to legal advice for free and be able to touch base. Thank you to for making yeah. a difference in our country because yeah, South no, Africa needs people such, such as yourself. Thank you, Lyons. And I think who we need to thank is Ray Green. He's yes. the founder of Legal Talk. Between us, we complement one another. Certainly. Our show gets pinned on his Facebook page and so on. That's right. And we help his people with uh, answers. Collaboration is the key. Absolutely. The, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. When a person obtains a home loan from a bank... As we know, lines a mortgage bond is registered normally over their home as security by the bank. And if the debtor fails to pay his bond installment, that's when the 
as they say, something hits the fan and legal action is usually taken by the banks ultimately and it uh, results in the sheriff of the court attaching and selling the man's property. Yes. And these sales are, are done, it's called in execution, by public auction, historically without a reserve price, and the property could be sold for as much as little as 10 bucks. Wow. Yeah. How did that work, uh, Michal? We're talking historically. I mean, it sounds crazy, that. Yes, um, it actually is, Gary. Um, previously, how it worked is uh, the enforcement process was initiated by the National Credit Act in terms of Section 129, mm-hmm. and then the debtor usually has a right to um, to seek uh, debt counselling, which they actually never do because of the letter of demand and the process that follows there. But um, uh, even eventually what happens is the uh, the property is sold in execution and uh, without a reserve price. And that is actually the starting point of the problem for the debtor because um, we have a credit act in South Africa. We have a constitution, a golden standard constitution with fundamental rights. And um, in my view, the, um, the two most important fundamental rights is your right to adequate housing and then obviously the protection of, thereof, section 25 and 26. Mm-hmm. Now, the purpose of the credit act is actually to, um, to sustain a consumer in, 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 in the environment of the economy. So the problem is, firstly, uh, previously, if, if the property was sold without a reserve price, that shortfall issue was then um, the debtor was faced with a shortfall issue, and that was contra, obviously, uh, the purpose of the credit act. How did it work, really? A property, let's assume the property is valued at a million rand, the, the bond is 500,000. How could a property be sold for 10 rand? How, how practically did it work? Mm. Yeah, that's how it worked, and and unfortunately. But who would go to the sale and buy a property for ten rand? And does that person then pick up the bond that goes with it? Does he have to pay off that bond? So it's not really ten rand; it's the bond plus ten rand. Yeah, no, no. How it actually worked yes. is uh, the property sold, and in terms of the high court rules, yes. um, our rules never made provision for a reserve price. Mm-hmm. So the highest bid on uh, uh, in, in the execution sale is then accepted. Mm-hmm. So the shortfall falls to the execution debtor. And, and not to the buyer. It, it's, got, it's got nothing to do with, with, wow. with that. I mean, you've, have you attended some of these sales yes, historically? Yes, yes, yes. And, and p- people go there and try and pick up a bargain? Yeah, and they, they, yeah there's, there's organizations that actually specialize in that, companies, and, and they know exactly what to look for, and, and that's what they do. You know, if, if you look at, um, if you purchase a property for 500000 that's worth a, a million rand, there's a 500000 equity, and you rent it out, mm. and your return is quite high. So it's a lucrative business, and it was a lucrative business. Yeah. yeah. Things have changed. We're talking historically, and historically not long ago. We're talking about last year that this was happening. Yes. Uh, yeah. What happened is, um, just to give you a background, mm. um, there was in, um, you, you know, as I, as I rightly said, that a fundamental right is, is, you know, to have a fundamental right is, is like a right to have, to, to be a citizen, a right to reproduce mm. all those rights. But now you have section 26 that grants a citizen the right to adequate housing. And, you know, off the cuff, it sounds like a small right. But without a with, without a right to adequate housing, and without the proper protection thereof, 
like uh, as envisaged in Section 25 of the Constitution. It doesn't really mean anything. But I also have to say, and out of my experience, if you look at reported court cases and constitutional cases, is that the jurisprudence, the machinery of the jurisprudence, slowly but surely moves towards the voice of the consumer or the citizen. Mm. Now, in this regard, what happened is um, various attorneys like myself, we fought hundreds and hundreds of cases where we tried to enforce the principle of, um, of value, value as a fundamental right. So mm. that you that, that that the consumer is not left with a shortfall. Now, um, um, miraculously, in um, December 2017, the the rules was amended. Yeah, we'll come to that. Let me ask you this question: What about the poor banks? They lending money to people in good faith. They do a proper credit check on them. There's no reckless lending normally, and then the man doesn't pay, and the bank can't get. They want their house back. They want to repossess the house. Isn't that fair on the, on, on the side of the banks? Yeah, we must remember that in terms of the constitution and in terms of, of this is a constitutionality matter, but there has to be an equitable balance. So the balance has to be, it, there has to be a balance between the consumer, the creditor and the broad public. So obviously if the consumer or the, or the debtor doesn't pay, it, it infringes the bank's rights. But um, the, we must also remember that the banks hold um, the approximately 923 billion rand worth of mortgage loans. That's mm-hmm. 2017 statistics. Mm-hmm. Now for them... To do a turnaround, they have to um, they have to sell that property as soon as possible. Yes. Yeah. So so it is uh, it is an efficient. <laughs> but um, if you look at the fundamental rights, um, as, as set out in twenty six and twenty five, um, that again it, uh, brings forth an equilibrium mm-hmm. where you have a right to a reserve price. Okay. So also, um, we talk. We speak now of the banks who have mortgage bonds. What about debtors? There may be a company director who signed surety and uh, he's now liable for the debts of his company. He owes a fortune of money or just a normal consumer who owes for money lent to him, um, overdraft facility, whatever it may be. He owes not only a bank, he owns he owes suppliers or creditors a hell of a lot of money. The first thing that happens is the summons goes out, he ignores it, then they take judgment and then they t- try and attach his movable goods. And if there's not sufficient movable to satisfy the judgment, then they go for his property. Yes, that yeah. uh, it's correct. So obviously, uh, uh, on the basis of the of the judgment, yes. if, if there's not enough movable, they will go for the immovable property. But the new rules has actually cured that. Yeah. So you cannot. Um, th- they also have to bring the application. The, the the execution creditor will have to bring the application in terms of the new rule. Okay. Before we get to the new rules, there was a very, very important case that I think landed up in the Constitutional Court. Was it the Jafta case? Yes. What was that all about? When was that? The Jafta case was in 2005. And interestingly, um, if you take the promulgation of our Constitution, where it actually um, sets out our fundamental rights to the right of adequate housing Mm. in 1996, the courts only 12 years later um, acknowledged that right in the Yafta case, where uh, your your primary residence, you have a constitutional right. So what happened in the Jafta case said that um, the, the court has to um, bring under the attention of the execution debtor that they have a constitutional right and the rights set out therein. And that case actually um, 
was the was also the starting point for 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 judicial oversight in the execution of immovable properties. That was the beginning point where uh, where the courts then, or, or you can actually say the jurisprudence, mm. um, scientifically um, in, in in their machinery started working towards the point of judicial oversight. What did the um what is the effect of the what was the effect of the Jafta case that you could still attach a man's property, but what what should you do if you're a creditor? You have to bring under the knowledge of the debtor that he has a constitutional right. And Though what the, does that constitutional right mean? That, in, in, that he in has fact? a right to adequate housing and that all the factors, the court has to consider various factors. Mm. Um, and, 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 and the execution creditor must bring that and, and under the court's attention. But, but still at that stage, the properties were still uh, sold in execution mm. without judicial oversight. And without a reserve price? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely without mm. a reserve price. And the effect was that, um, you know, the creditor would go to court, the, there's no defense. Mm. Um, and, and like Lionel rightly said, uh, in the beginning of the show, uh, one of the huge problems, and until and, uh, uh, even today, still is is that um, the 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 debtors or, or the consumers' right to access to courts. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is a huge, huge, huge problem. But in that circumstances, a default judgment was granted, and the clerk or the register of the court, by way of a stamp, could execute and um, authorize the execution of the immovable property. Okay, so let's talk about something that I think everyone wants to know, and that is that the rules of court on the 17th of November, the rules amending the conduct of proceedings to attach a man's house, basically, were amended. Yes. And that came into force at the… 22nd of December, 2017. Okay, so from the end of December, basically last year, we have new rules. What is the effect of that? The effect is that the court must establish whether the property subject to execution is the primary residence of the um, execution debtor. So section 26 is pivotal. <coughs> then the court has to consider alternative means. So, sorry, um, most of these homes are the primary residence of people? There's most of these So ninety, probably 99% people live in the home. Is that what the court has got established? Correct. Mm. Yes, okay. Be, so he says, I live in the home. Mm. I, I've fallen in arrears. I don't have the money at the moment. I can't pay my installments because I've been, I've lost my job, whatever it may be. Yes. That's what the court must take into account now. Correct. Right. Yes. What else? Um, then obviously the register is, is not at all authorized to, 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 to authorize execution of the property if the court hasn't, so if there was no judicial oversight. So prior to the rules, the clerk of the court or the registrar himself would just stamp and say, go and attach a man's property. Mm-hmm. Now the court has got to make that decision. Is yeah, that yes, but actually from the Elsie Naguana case in 2012, yes. um, judicial oversight um, was, uh, was, um, was peremptory. Okay. okay. Meaning that the court had to make that decision. Correct. Okay. What else must the court look um, at now? Now, um, you, you know, it, it's actually a parallel line because you must remember the um, the, the cause of action is the mortgage loan agreement, mm. and then obviously the mortgage that that the, the, that is the, the 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 purpose of the security. So um, the first step is obviously the execution creditor would seek a monetary judgment, but prior to that, or after the monetary judgment. Um, you must then lodge an application to court. So, and in this application, it must be supported by documents indicating the market value of the property, 
And I will later on just give you the definition of market value, um, the local authority valuation, the amount owing to the mortgage bond, the amount owing to the local authority for rates and taxes, and then obviously the amount owing to the um, to the body corporate or the homeowners association mm-hmm. has to be taken into consideration. And then the court um, may on its own accord or on apl- application by an affected party set a reserve price. And then uh, the court deciding whether to set a reserve price and the amount thereof has to take into account all relevant factors. Now, just to pause at all relevant factors, all uh, relevant factors can be anything that is relevant, mm. but especially um, now the relevant factors in order to set a reserve price, but especially if you look at the term of the mortgage agreement. Um, I'd, I'd, I argued a case beginning of the year in, in, in Pretoria High Court where um, the execution debtor was in arrears. Um, uh, of, of 29,000 rand um, on, on, a, um, on a mortgage loan that was uh, um, the term of the mortgage loan has already um, um, I think it was already 120 months old and then um, so it, it was already over the, the, the interest bearing period because for the first uh, for, the, for the first 10 years of say 220 uh, year mortgage you only pay interest yeah. mm-hmm. um, the bank uh, the refused to um, uh, you know, to look at a settlement, we tried out of court to settle. They, they Give me an example. When twenty nine thousand arrears, yes. what did your? I mean, the, the outstanding, the, the principal yeah, well, what, outstanding. What kind of amount did the did the consumer want to pay? How did he want to deal with this? His instalment was uh, more or less three and a half thousand rand a month. What did he just couldn't pay it anymore? Yeah, it's yeah. quite an interesting. The facts of the matter was that he was about five years prior to that he was in a hijacking. Mm. He was um, he, he was shot in the stomach, so he lost his job, etc. Cetera, et cetera. So he battled, mm. but he, um, he he actually succeeded to always, um, you know, he fell in arrears, and then he came in a position to pay the arrears up, mm. and eventually the bank said they want to cancel the agreement because he's not a he's not a good payer. Mm. Um, so, um, but but the sorry, point, the bond had been going for many many years, twelve years, twelve yes, years. Yes, twelve. I years. mean, this was a man who. Had paid off quite a lot of money, yes, obviously. Of course, yes. What was the value of that house? The value of the house was a, a million rand, and the outstanding uh, the principal debt just over four hundred thousand. Hmm. Yeah. Why? Were, I mean, did, did did you make representations on his behalf to the bank before it even went to yes, court? Yes, various um, occasions. Is that part of the court papers? I mean, did you put? Yes, you, yes, yes. So, what kind of offer did you make to the bank, and why were they so sticky on this one? What did they want from him? They, they wanted cancellation. I also think they, um, it was in terms of the new rules, and I also mm. think they wanted to test the, 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 the new rules. Mm. Um, but when you say cancellation, they want to, they want to repossess the property. Yeah, they wanted to cancel the whole agreement and repossess wow. and sell in execution. And put the man on the street. Yes. And, and I must say, oh. um, my client, uh, you know, if, if you look at his background and everything, um, he's, he's not a, a person that could actually afford uh, legal representation, especially in the high court. Yes. And, 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 what and the bank knows that. Yeah, of course. If he can't pay his installment of three and a half, how does he afford an attorney yes. and yes. counsel? Yes, exactly. And, oh. um, but interesting, in, in the Six months. It was an application for summary judgment. Um, in the six-month period, he um, he actually paid certain amounts up to date. Not mm. not the full arrears, but he, you know he continued with his monthly instalment and he succeeded to pay. But the the court eventually, I argued the matter successfully, where the court um, agreed that you know to, to 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 grant a monetary judgment in these circumstances, with then denying the opportunity um, to to sustain himself in in the economy, as the purpose of the Credit Act clearly states. True. So that, sorry, I've got to understand this, and I think our listeners do. The bank didn't go for repossession; they went for money. 
Yeah, they, 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 they said they, they wanted judgment for the four hundred thousand. Yeah, and, and cancellation. And, and, oh, and cancellation. And cancellation, which will that will eventually. So he effect. loses the property plus. Yeah, is, yeah, he gets a default judgment of of, of the principal debt of four hundred something thousand, and also um, he loses his, his ownership of the property. But that cancel. doesn't make sense. So what is he? What is he getting for? What, what 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 must he pay the bank for then? If he if the bank gets a judgment of four hundred thousand and he's lost the property. Does that mean he's got to get out of the property? Yeah, then, uh, say the bank was successful with, with, yes. with, with their argument, yes. then obviously um, the, the judgment would have been enforced, the transaction cancelled, and execution of the immovable property of his primary residence. Mm-hmm. But that, uh, that defeats the purpose Absolutely. Of, of Rule 46A, the new Rule 46A, and yeah. obviously your fundamental right, because his family lives there, he's got two kids, they've been living there for 12 years, and there's, there's, there's over 500 and 60,000 equity in the property. Mm. Well, this takes this to, there's another argument to this, and people say, the banks say, well, we can't get people out of their houses like the Pi Act. Is there merit in this, that the banks now are sickling to cancel arrear debtors and, and they're sickling to get their properties back? Is there, is there merit in that? Yes, definitely, and um, due to the new rule. Yes, uh, because you know the, the 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 new rule. It's peremptory for the court to consider all factors. Now, all factors include you, you know the, the almost as as per the Pie Act. Um, you know what is the purpose of 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 the occupation of this property? Um, the children. The man says, school. "I live there. I've got five children." Yes, the court has to consider that. And then, what what can the court do? Can they leave him in the property? I mean, what what does the court do with it? Yes, in they, practical terms. Um, I've actually, um, if, if you look at the new proposed um, uh, directive f- uh, in terms of execution of properties for the, the Gauteng yes. uh, division, it actually states that um, they're actually in the process of, of, of compiling a directive mm. to give a guideline of, of the process that they will follow. Mm. But it seems as if, um, you know, that the, the court at this stage, when, when they are faced with an application like this, they will postpone it. Um, also looking at the factors, because one must remember and one has to also be realistic. Uh, you know, you cannot approach the court for relief if you, if you like 25 or, 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 or 36 installments in arrears. But, you know, if it's, if it's reasonable, mm. if your arrears, you say, say you five or six months like the case that I've, I've just mentioned, yeah. then obviously the, the court has a, has a very, very broad juris- uh, discretion mm. to apply the correct um, enforcement and or relief method. So they're busy compiling a directive and as I understand from the constitutional committee, I've also spoken to them, they um, they believe that this um, this practice directive dealing with these issues will have the effect that it will be a national directive. Yeah, I think mm. it's, it's very necessary. Yes, isn't it? It's unfair on a judge, on different judges no, of course. in different courts all over the country to enforce a new rule. Yes. Uh, how do you deal with someone who's got five children, who's lost his job because he was injured, yes. whatever it may be? I mean, what do you yes. do with him? Do you put him on the street? Do you, no, of course. It's, no. it's, it's yes. hectic, this. You know, yeah. just to, um, but then, sorry, you've got to balance yes. it no, against the rights of the, of yes. the creditor as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, um, something, um, it's not really irrelevant, but mm. it, it becomes, it boils down to relevance. I watched a movie the other day that, um, at, at Cinema Navo, Three Billboards, and I, I can't remember the name of the movie. Oh, yeah. Three Billboards. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. And, and um, movie. you know, and what actually, um, what actually, because I specialize in, in these, uh, the right to adequate Housing. What actually um, 
it stuck to me after watching the movie is that the main character in the movie she had a um, you know she didn't really have a very important job she worked at a gift shop half day mm-hmm. this and this and that but when she went back to her house she actually had a beautiful house with a tree and a swing and uh, you know an adequate adequate property and um, in my view that that is what what um, what these rules and the jurisprudence are busy with we are busy creating a system that will sustain a a, a, a citizen in this country um, with adequate housing and then obviously that there is a fair protection that will will bring forth an, a, a fair equilibrium between all the role players you know if you purchase a house and you have a family that gives you um, you know that gives you the the right to all your other fundamental rights and also gives you um, the privilege to seek work to study mm. to educate your children all those things and your right to services that that accompanies this the, the, this right so you know one can look at it um, in, in a narrow sense and say yes um, you know it's an execution of property which is the effect of not paying but in a broader sense mm. it becomes a socio-economical fundamental issue that um, there has to be directives in place that will ensure that a person is not just um, left um, you know with without adequate housing so that, that is the uh, that is the task that the jurisprudence and obviously the courts and and all the role players are could, faced could, could, with. could this lead to some kind of absurdity you get people who kind of can see the system has got a loophole they buy a house knowing that if they don't pay their installments there's very little the banks can do if they have a big family and things are tough and that would this lead to a lot of crookery going on, do you think? Mm, it, it can lead to a certain amount of abuse. But yeah. um, if, if I have to judge, say I was a judge and I had to, uh, I had to judge a matter, then obviously I would, the factors that I would look at, the first factor I would look at would be the, the term of the mortgage loan. Mm. Because how long it's been in place for. Yes, yeah. how long it's been in place for. And if you, if you, if you look at the principles of time value of money, I've argued a matter last year in, 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 in Gauteng Division where, um, where the presiding officer and my opponent didn't even know what uh, uh, time value of money means, the, 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 the principle of time value of money. What does it mean? It means that, um, like, like Einstein said, that interest is a, <laughs> interest is a, is one of the, the, the seven wonders of the world. So, mm. in other words, you must remember, um, I, I did a calculation once where if you pay 50 cents a month, on a 240-month term loan extra, that will give you a saving at the end of the term of 58,000 rand. Yes. Now, uh, if you are, if you know in, in a situation where you were in arrears, for instance, and you exceed your and you pay a double payment, mm. um, one one double payment on a on a mortgage loan in the first ten years term would decrease the term with almost a, a, a period of of two years. Mm-hmm. So if you take that saving, now that is a that is an avenue in my view. That um, that the jurisprudence and the courts should should uh, should really Absolutely. follow and look at. Let so me ask you this question: If anyone's in trouble right now and they're listening and their bond is slightly in arrears or whatever, what advice do you give them? Phone MJ Lombard. No, I'm joking. <laughs> what, what, what well, they, they, uh, they can't afford. They may not be able to afford a lawyer. Or, yes, and I know you'd yes. give them good advice. They no, could no, come to you for a good consultation. Yeah. No, no, definitely. yeah. What is the answer? I think you know my in in my experience and and especially with 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 the amended um, uh, rules is that um, you you know the 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 the, the, the debtor should directly contact the the, the creditor the bank mm-hmm. and um, try his utmost best 
to arrange uh, to 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 get to a type of an arrangement that that is suitable, but also um, don't just do it telephonically. Um, that, that is a big problem that 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 we are faced with always. And you know they they've got all these arrangements uh, verbally, mm. but so you know they should actually try and even if it's via an SMS or or, or the best way is my place. Email. I mean, can you go into a bank? Is there a place to go, Lance? Yeah. Yes, no, there are yeah. places to go. Yeah. Uh, just to add to what the gentleman is saying, also try debt counselling if you are unable to really. Uh, manage all your dates in so far as actually getting protection so that you don't get any legal Well, let, let's ask Michal about that mm. one. If your bond is in arrears, can you get debt counseling to stop the bank from, from repos- if I use that term loosely, repossessing your house? Or does the bank not have to be party to the to the plan. Yeah, you, but you, you, you must involve, obviously, you must involve the, the bank as How one of the How do they react to it when, when, when there's a. No, it's also, it's also a, a discretionary um, application in, in, in my experience because, you know, when, when you apply for debt counseling, you, you know, you can only um, isolate one account. If, yeah. if, if, if you can prove that it's reckless credit. So then if, if you over indebt it, then you should include all your debt. Mm. You see that, that is the, uh, the, that, that's one of the, the loopholes in my view. So I, I would say that, um, obviously, uh, correctly, like Lionel says, is that, you know, go for debt counseling and restructure everything. But if it's only your mortgage loan, because yeah. I mean, your mortgage loan, that's always your, that's your largest asset for, yeah. for the average citizen, yeah. the, 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 the house and the car. But try and, 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 and rearrange, mm. um, you know, spread your arrears over the term. I, as I explained earlier on, the time value of money, it, it's one of the six wonders of the world. Yeah. You can do, um, I think your advice was try and go in and don't do yes. it on the phone correct um is there a central i mean if you talk the, the four or five major banks that are, are issuing these loans where do people go i mean you do you go to the local branch where do you go yeah, go to the, the the branch that deals with your matter and and i must say you know if if if, if the consumer goes directly and approaches the bank directly you know they they, they uh, rather sooner than later mm. you know as soon as there's a problem and and you know debt is always a a, a you know, it's an emotional issue, yeah. but um, you know, if you have a family and you have all those responsibilities, my advice to consumers is, you know, face the problem. Don't yeah. wait for yeah, the people. For duck the summons. It. Everyone yes. runs away yes. from it. Just take it head on and go. And, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, yeah. uh, um, I would say thirty percent of our client base um, they approach us a, a week before the uh, the sale and execution, execution mm. and or a week before the sit down date for the. And by that judgment. time, the legal costs are astronomical as well. Yes, I, I can give you. Yeah. This this matter that I argued at the beginning of the year, uh, where the guy was twenty nine thousand in arrears, I think our our legal bill, um, you know, for the court appearances, we had to go once to postpone, mm-hmm. and then obviously drafting of opposing papers and everything, um, you, you know, uh, close to twenty thousand rand. So almost the the, the the cost was almost equal to his arrears. Mm-hmm. We have a question from David of Legal Talk. He says, "Is it possible?" To stop a sale in execution of a property if the judgment debtor had no knowledge of the judgment and did not have an opportunity to defend. Why would he have no knowledge? Um, because of domicilium. You want to explain that yes. to us? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can guarantee you that, you know, each and every agreement out there um, relating to a mortgage loan and mortgage bond is, um, you know, the address is a domicilium address. So obviously they. That, st- that's an address that you choose when you take out the, the, the agreement. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you yes. put the number one first avenue. Meantime, you've left or whatever. 
It doesn't mm. matter. The sheriff can still pin it to the door. Yeah, definitely. And 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 mm. then the process proceeds, and it's it's no defence. Sorry, know. the the advice we always give: if you have given a domicilium and you move. Change that. Correct. Yes. And you've got to prove that the uh, creditor got it. So yes. make sure that you email it yes. or proof of yeah. dispatch. Proof of dispatch. Yes. Definitely. Okay. So the it's probable that the summons was pinned to the door or put mm. on whatever on the property, and that's how judgment was obtained without his knowledge. Yes. Because the first step is the summons. If you do nothing with it, yes, default judgment, judgment is taken yeah, against default, you. Default judgment. Yeah. And um, but what I always tell clients and and consumers is that um, the legal process it, it has a rubber arm. So you know if if the property is not sold yet, you mm. can still there, there's still recourse. There, well, tell there. us what. Let's assume that there's a sale in execution. I've neglected it, like most mm. people do. Yes. And I hear and I see and they the sheriff knocks on my door and says, "Hey, but I'm selling your property next Tuesday." Yes. He rushes off to you and he says, please save my house. What can you do for him? Also, again, you know, the approach must be extremely realistic. You know, mm. if, if you're three years in arrears, then, you, you know, then it, it's a huge problem. But but if if, that, if it's curable, yeah. um, the banks are always uh, um, inclined to look at an arrangement where mm. the arrears can be paid up. And, and you know, the Credit Act um, and also the common law makes provision in terms of Section 129.3. Uh, you know, where you pay your arrears up to date for reinstatement in, in, in the um, FNB in the Carter case in 2013. It was decided in the Constitutional Court. Talk to us about rescission of judgment. Here he's got a judgment against him. Mm. He says he never got the summons. What is a rescission of judgment? It's a setting aside to yes. say to Stelling in Afrikaans. Yes. What in fact, in, in practice, does it mean? How does it work? You know, when you when you bring an application for rescission of judgment, you must first show that that um, you you never had knowledge, like mm. he rightly says, he never had knowledge. So that will give him a ground. But as soon as the the, the judgment comes under your attention, you have twenty days mm. to bring such an application, and then obviously you have to show a defence, a bona fide yeah. defence, you know, or, a, or you know, a, a defence that will assist you. With 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 a rescission now, typically a defence would be that uh, you know that uh, there's a new rule um, in place, um, things like that, um, that that the court didn't consider or there wasn't judicial oversight or whatever the matter may be. Right now, under the new rules, the sheriff has got to work very closely with the debtor, doesn't he? On this, uh, yes, yeah. Um, he's got to involve everybody, the sheriff, to make sure the yes. debtor knows exactly what's going on and that. Yes, am I right? That is, that so the is, new rules do do help. No, definitely. Yeah. But but um, you must also remember, as soon as the the court authorizes execution, the sheriff actually steps into the shoes of the owner. He becomes the owner of the property mm. until such stage as what the property is sold. So um, that that is also and, and also had a, a conversation with the constitutional committee last week, where um, they actually, uh, you know, there is a there is a concern with the sheriffs currently where there's there's various properties under execution or under attachment that uh, the properties have not yet been sold, mm. and um, what is the position there in terms of the new rule? So my view would be to um, to bring an application with with a, a condemnation application. Um, you know, if your property is the subject of execution and the uh, and, and uh, the, the the new rules wasn't the subject of of, of the judgment, yeah. um, to bring an application for condemnation just in terms of Rule Forty Six, so yeah. that those items and those factors can be then ventilated. Yeah, so there's many cases right now that are yes. floating around Correct. where judgments were taken prior to the new rules, which was in December last year. Yes, and uh, you can try and get those rules brought in in your own case. Yes, as by as applying as now. Correct. Yeah. yeah. As 
as long as the property has not been sold. And also my advice to consumers and listeners would be if you're in that position to immediately contact the bank and try and resolve your, your arrears and or come up with a you know, with, with, with a, a reasonable resolution mm-hmm. and a payment plan. And also when you, when you make a payment plan and, and or, or introduce a payment plan, you must really ensure that you can stick to that uh, payment plan. You know, if, if, if you default on a payment plan, that's almost like a default on a default. And, yeah. and it, it's a very bad, mm. um, sheds very bad light on yourself. If, if someone gets a summons today because they are in arrears with their bond, can they defend it, and 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 if so, what kind of defense is available to them, and how much time can they buy in the process? I will use that term loosely. A uh, man's about to inherit money from his granny, and he needs six months, or he's going to get a job, and he just needs time. I know us lawyers hate using this uh, to say we buy time, but it does happen. Yes, I, I must say, um, you know, with um, – I am smiling, but um, there are the rules, the new rules, actually, um, there's a provision there that mm. says that, um, you know, they can actually, the court can, can grant a cost order, a putative cost order against a person that's playing for time. No, really. But, um, yeah. but obviously, in my view, um, and, and that's also my, um, that's my view holistically on property is that mm. the, the value in your property obviously um, uh, uh, constitutes property. So, and property is protected by Section 25 of the Constitution. So, um, in my view, any person that is faced with a summons has a right to defend the matter, whether he, he doesn't have a defense in terms of, of his arrears or his, his default payments, but he actually has a defense in terms of Section 25 and 26, right to adequate housing, and also then his protection of the property as far as it relates to the value of that property. Again, so, the, yeah, the new rules give someone the right now to to defend and store these things. He says, uh, "My right to housing." Yeah, definitely. That's what he cries out. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't tag it as an as a stalling tactic. It mm. is a. It, it's a. Um, it's a right that you have. Mm. It's a defence in terms of law. Yes, that you have, and it's in the public's interest because um, one case. If, if you have one case that is adjudicated fair, the the rest will follow. Mm. And and that would be the the precedent that 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 is created in terms of that. So, that's my view. Interesting. The question, does the tenant, there's a tenant in the property, does he get told that the property is about to be t- attached and sold in execution? And you know they're saying, yes. which one is stronger, assuming that somebody buys the property in execution, mm. can he scoop out the tenant or how does it work? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting um, question. Look, yeah. Hirgaard for Kup, um actually creates a limited real right. Yeah. So, you, you know, you you are actually, um, you know, you have that right. But um, with a sale of property, if it's not execution, then obviously the uh, the new buyer steps into the shoes of the previous owner. But with an execution sale, the sheriff actually has a carte blanche there. So, um Say the property goes on execution sale, and, and because there's a there's a tenant in the property, the property does not realise the um, you know say the reserve price. Mm. And now one must also um, also to just add to the new rules how it works is say the court sets a reserve price on this property, and the property goes on auction. So the reserve price is eight hundred fifty thousand rand, mm. but. Um, in, in the um, at the auction, it doesn't um, you know the highest bit. Uh, the closest bid to the 850,000 is say 680,000 mm. then the sheriff has to actually go to the judge who ordered that reserve price in chambers and they have to discuss it so the judge then has to decide whether he's going to accept that or not but mm. in the same breath 
um, with a hier gaat voor koop, um, a common law principle, um, say you are a tenant, and, and you have a lease of a year or two, if the property is sold for, for, for the reserve price and the judge uh, accepts that price, then you actually step into the, 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 the buyer steps into the shoes. Unless the sheriff uses that as a defense that the property will obtain a higher price mm-hmm. in execution. And then he has the right, as I stated earlier on, in terms of the, also in terms of Rule 46, I cannot remember the, 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 the sub-rule, but he, he becomes the owner of the property so he can cancel the lease. But then again, my advice to a tenant facing this scenario, there's various defenses in terms of that. And it, again, we go back to the pivotal year is Section 25 and 26. Um, you know, your right to adequate housing, your children, your this, your that. And only a court can, um, you, you know, authorize um, eviction of someone out of a property. Michael, to be quite honest, I mean, I know there's a right to housing and I, I, there's two poor, uh, parts to this. I see it from a consumer's point of view. I really do. From the bank's point of view. I see tremendous delays in the bank trying to recoup their their money and maybe repossess the property because uh, this thing can be delayed for because of its process for a very very long time. Am I seeing it correctly? Yes, yeah, hundred percent correct. I mean, what what has been the how have the banks reacted to the new rules? You know, um, as I say, the, the banks are testing these rules in court. They mm. they still have the. Uh, they don't know yet what. Uh, they, they, it's too new. Yeah, yeah. it's too new. There's, there's not really. Um, there's no reported case, obviously, on this yet. It's, it's mm. impossible. Mm. Um, maybe unre- there must be various unreported cases. But as I earlier said, that the constitutional committee are looking at directives. So. My conclusion is on, 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 on your question is that it is going to become extremely difficult for a bank mm. um, to, to foreclose on a property. Yes. And also, but then again, and, and I know, and I also go back to, you know, it has to be fair and equitable. Mm-hmm. And all the parties' rights have has to be weighed in, in, in an in a equitable balance. But I again, I again say that um, because it's a fundamental right. Um, you know, when a citizen has a, has a fun, fundamental right and a bank as a creditor, um, and, and they are registered in terms of the National Credit Act, and also the Credit Act assists them with the demand for property. So they must understand in, in what arena they are playing. You know, they are playing in an arena where they are actually providing fundamental rights to citizens. Yeah. So they should adhere to that. And I'm actually... Um, you know, as I said, I, I, I believe in the jurisprudence. It's scientific and the wheels of justice and the machinery slowly but surely turns in order to give effect to the voice of our citizens. But um, I'm surprised that it took this long to get here, you know, but we are here. And, and um, that's the fact. It's a fundamental right. I mean, um, if, if, if it wasn't like that, you, you, you can think of, of the chaotic um, uh, results that, 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 yeah. that would occur. The way I see it, there's no real reason why an individual, a consumer, should easily lose their house. I really, I really see it that way yeah, right yeah. now until yes. there's new directives yes. and that. And I think if anyone's in trouble and there's about to be a sale of his house, don't let it happen. Mm. No, of course. Uh, stop this yes. because you've got rights. You've got no. these fundamental rights, your right to housing, mm. which Trump seems to trump everything. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I once, um, I once listened to a, 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 a radio show where an oncologist spoke and they asked him, um, you know, but uh, you know, you've got such a small percentage of your patients that actually, you, you know, that that actually cure. Yeah. And he says, but you know, if I can, if I can give a person three months mm. or five months 
on his life. And the same with with this is exactly the same analogy as this. It's, yes, exactly because it's it's a, it's a great analogy because if you yeah. can give a person three or four or five months mm-hmm. um, in order to get his house in order. You know, he That's can, really he, what he's looking for exactly. He's lost his job, he's in yes. financial yeah. trouble and, and He just needs time Correct. That's and why I said earlier, playing for time I said yes. it in a joking way But I mean, yeah. that's really the but, truth of it Yes, know? but the rules actually now You, you know, they, uh, they actually align With, 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 with these requests And, and these, these demands of, of our citizens And when, rights When we talk of the rules, just give us what the rules are From which the magistrate's court And the high court give us both rules So that the public knows exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, look at Which rules have been changed? Yeah, it's the Rule 46. You, you know, the Rule 46A, that is the, the, the process of execution of immovable property. That's in the High Court. Yeah, and also this, the same rule applies yeah. in the Magistrate Court. It's yeah. also called Rule 46, capital A. Okay. So it's, it's the same principle that applies exactly um, by the letter. So in the Magistrate's Court, High Court, these rules now apply... 100%. And uh, I think we've made it clear, Lions. Certainly. Yeah, and uh, hopefully people's houses will be saved as a result of this. Yes, I think this yes. has been a great show. I hope a yeah, lot of people you. listen to this, Michal. You really are a, a champion here. Mm. And and you, what, what, what I like about this is you feel quite passionate about uh, the rights of, the, of people. Yes. Yeah. yes. And I think you've saved a lot of people from, yes, from exactly. losing their property. Yes. And, yeah. Excellent. Do you have a website? Uh, yeah, we have a website. You can just go okay. on to Lombard. MJ Lombard. Yes, MJ Lombard. At in Pretoria. Where are you in Pretoria in, itself? Yeah, in, in the east of Pretoria. Excellent. How yes. do we spell Lombard? Uh, how do we s- uh, <laughs> spell Lombard? Hello, M B A R D. Okay. MJ Lombard.co.za. Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. Excellent. Many Contact thanks details. To you. Yeah. Telephone number? Um, 062. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, let, let's give you a 012. 012. Uh, 346. Three four six four six one two. Four six one two. Guys, that's the number to save if you've got anything that is property related or any other legal um advice that you might need from Mr. Lombard. Touch base with him and he is a specialist after all. He's Are you on your go. way on holiday or something, aren't you? Or yes, you, yes, just where? a small uh, Cape Town. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is there water there? <laughs> <laughs> He's bound to find out. <laughs> Okay, yes, just, pay, so. just make sure you pay your bond before you go, Michal. <laughs> many thanks, Michal Lombard, MJ Lombard of Pretoria. To you, Lines, many thanks. Thank you, um, To our controller, do we ever give her any credit, uh, Lines? Thank you, everybody. Yeah, we do, we do. Uh, we do. Yeah, cool. And to you, especially our listener, thank you so much for listening. See you next Tuesday. Until then, cheers. This is cliffcentral.com.